so I say believe it, because the beatitude is pronounced upon those who did not see and yet believe. By seeing they didn't experience it, and yet they believe the one who tells them he has experienced it. That beatitude is given to us at the end of the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John. So they may not see, yet they believed, but many who did not see still would not believe, because they insisted on taking it on this level. I tell you, Abraham rejoiced that he was to see this day, my day. He saw it, experienced it, and was glad. So this is the story. What shall I give you? You can ask this night for help. You can ask for anything in this world. But the day will come that you'll have a hunger that only an experience of God can satisfy. I will send a famine upon the land, not a famine of bread nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of God, a hunger that only an experience of God can satisfy. Amos 8.11 And so, until that hunger comes upon you, believe the one who had such a hunger, whose hunger has been satisfied by having experienced David as his son, and can, with scripture, say, What think ye of the Christ? Whose son is he? And when they answer, Why the son of David? Then he replied, Why then did David and the Spirit call him Father? He called him Adonai, my Lord, which is a name used by every son of his father. Every son referred to his father as Adonai, my Lord. So David calls him, My Lord. How then can he be David's son? So tonight you can ask anything in his name, if you know his name. Get down on your knee and say, in the name of Jesus. Not a thing is going to work. In the name of God, in the name of Jehovah, name of this, no answer, no response. Ask in his name, and his name is I am. So without any help from anyone in this world, dare to assume I am, and then name it. I am employed, gainfully employed. Don't ask others if you can make it. I'm gainfully employed, making more than I have ever made in my life. Let them say what they will. Things will reshuffle themselves in this world, and you, by being faithful to his name, will externalize what you are claiming by your assumption, and it becomes fact. Then you can share it with the whole vast world. So, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Who will do it? Jesus on the outside. No, Jesus is in you. God became a man that man may become God. Listen to the words. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in thee? Unless, of course, you fail to meet the test. I am quoting from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. It's the 13th chapter, the last chapter of 2 Corinthians. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in thee? Verse 5. Well, if he is in me, and making these statements, ask in my name, well then I know his name. He said, I am the truth. You mean anything that I claim? Yes, because all things are possible to God, and his name is I am. And I am the truth. The truth of what? The truth that is confined to the evidence of my senses. Certainly not. Truth is determined by the intensity of my imagination, not upon the evidence of my senses. So I dare to assume that I am what I want to be. And assuming it, remaining faithful to it, I externalize it. It becomes a fact in my world. So here, ask what I shall give you. The day will come you will ask, as Solomon asked, that 
let the promise let the promise to David, my father, be now fulfilled. And that promise, let the son be born. For he promised him that when his days are fulfilled and he lies down with his fathers, he will raise up after him his son, who will come out of his body, and that you will be the father and he will be your son. Let them now be done. Let him come out. Let him bring forth David out of me. For David, the origin is David. The end is David. Bring him out, out of me. If you bring him out of me, for David, bring him out, out of me. If you bring him out of me and your name is I am, or Jesse, and I see David, then I am Jesse. I am the I am of whom I spoke to others discussed, but I didn't know. Suddenly he comes out, and the only way in this world I would ever know that I am he is by the Son. For no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father. Matthew eleven twenty seven. So if I can only know it by reason of the Son, then let that Son come. Bring him out. So what comes out of David but David? He brings David out. Well then, if he brings him out of me, this garment must have been David. Humanity, then, is David. The whole vast world of mankind is David. But bring something out that I know when I see him. It's altogether different. And you do. Well, then, who brought him out? It came out of me. He actually came out of me, and I saw him, and he called me Father. You dwell upon it is something entirely different, but you dwell upon it. It's far more than if this night I put into the hands of everyone here a fabulous earthly fortune, or the earthly fortune disappears, it all withers, it all vanishes like smoke. But this of which I speak never passes away. This is the immortal faith. And so you can have anything in this world that you want, but anything, if you ask in his name, and his name is I am. But the day will come, you will have a hunger, a hunger that not a thing in this world. You can go from lecture to lecture, from place to place, and nothing can satisfy you but an experience of God, to know that God really exists. And God is a person. You're a person. Well, God is a person in your own very being. He becomes you and raises you up through this horrible experience. Listen to the words. Your descendants will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs. Can't take one piece with you. If Rockefeller dies tonight, he can't take one shilling with him. Has to leave it just where it is. As his father did and his grandfather did. His grandfather left a billion dollars. Couldn't take a penny with him. And then the father left hundreds of millions and he couldn't take one half penny with him. All the others will leave it all behind and they can, can't take a penny with them. Leave it just where it is. So they will be in a land that is not theirs, and while in that land they will be as slaves. Who is not a slave? Can a Rockefeller buy health with billions of dollars? Oh ye, he can have all the doctors in the world, all the services of doctors, but can't buy health. I know people who sell you health out of bottles and out of health stores and all kinds of things. And those who run the little businesses from their health stores dies just as young and just as painfully as the others. So they all have the same exit with all their little things selling you all kinds of things. You will live forever. At 40 you read his obituary. And so they play all these little parts. They're all slaves in this world. 
and they will be, as we are told, oppressed for four hundred years, as long as they wear the cross of the flesh. This is the cross on which Jesus Christ is crucified. Not any wooden cross, this cross, this is the four hundred years, the Tau. The twenty-second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It is on this, not four hundred years by measure of time, but as long as it takes to bring me out. There is no one disconcerting note in the 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, which I would not fret, but the whole chapter implies that the time is not really measured as we understand time, that if at the very end of what we should think would be the whole journey we started all over again, started all over again. It is not explained why, because God is playing the parts, and I can't understand how God could fall and what he has predetermined. I can't. But nevertheless, there is the word of God in the 28th of Deuteronomy. But I will say to everyone, don't be disturbed by it. The end is determined. God will not fail. He will not fail. He brings everyone out. When he brings us out, we're all equal. We're all God the Father and all have the same Son. What symbol in this world would make you and I one more, or you and I one, more than to be the Father of the same Son? If you look into the eyes of my son and you know he's your son and I look into the eyes of that same son and know he is my son, are we not one, one father? For in that day the Lord will be one and his name one. We'll be one, all those seemingly many. So it is a oneness made up of many. So here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Here, O Israel, the Lord. And the word Lord is I am. Our God, our I am's, is one I am. So the whole vast world of everyone can say I am, and that forms our God, and together it is the I am, the one Father of the one Son, and we're all the Father of that one Son, so we're all one. And that's how it unfolds in this world. Now what I'm telling you this night, I'm telling you from experience. I'm not theorizing. I've gone on panels with priests, with rabbis, with Protestant ministers, with great educators, and they stand aghast because it's not what they ever conceived. I can't blame them. It has not been revealed to them. They're speculating, and I am not speculating. I'm not trying to set up some workable philosophy of life. I'm telling you what happened to me. It happened to me as naturally as a natural physical birth happens to another. So I think it, at the moment, disturbing, and then you go back into scripture and you read it to find it was all foretold. Now listen to this lovely poem by Edward Thomas. Now first, as I shut the door, I was alone in the new house, and the wind began to moan. Old at once was the house, and I was old. My ears were teased by the dread of what was foretold. Nights of storm, days of mist without end. Sad days when the sun shone in vain. Old griefs and griefs not yet begun, all was foretold me. Naught could I foresee, but I learned how the wind would sound after these things should be. You dwell upon it, the new house, God enters this world of death, for we're all dead, we're part of the eternal structure of the universe, every garment in the world, it's new. He buries himself and shuts the door, and he's alone in the new house. Then the wind began to moan. And scripture, the wind and the spirit are one and the same word. And then the whole thing is foretold him, but not could he foresee. 
the horrible oppression in the land of Egypt this world, and only at the very end do you realize how the wind really sounds. All was foretold me, naught could I foresee, but I learned how the wind would sound after these things should be. May I tell you when this thing happens, it was foretold in the beginning, I'll give you a sign. When you are a hundred years old, and David is born, or, okay, there's a word missing here. When you're a hundred years old and blank to the back of your head, that's where you'll come from. I think it's supposed to be, and you receive a blow to the back of your head, that's where you'll come from. And I fall on my face and laugh. It's ridiculous. It's the most unnatural thing in the world. Or maybe I rejoice because I saw it and was glad. But then the journey starts, and oh, what horrible nights and misty days when the sun shone in vain. But I didn't quite understand until the very end. The story is, but I learned how the wind would sound after these things should be. And when it happens, now you know how the wind really sounds. The whole house vibrates like a cyclone, and you don't know what is causing it. And you wonder where it is coming from. You feel it in you, and yet you feel it coming from the far corner of the room. And then come the wise men to discover what has happened. Now listen to these words. And Abraham sat in the door of his tent in the heat of the day and looked up, looked up and beheld three men standing before him. They were not seen approaching. Suddenly they are standing before him. Three men, exactly as described in the 18th chapter of Genesis. Suddenly three men stand before him and the wind begins to moan. They too are disturbed. And may I tell you, of the three, two also laugh. They laugh because it seems to them incredible what one is announcing. And the child is born. One announces it, and two are completely hysterical with laughter because what has happened shouldn't happen. It's incredible. But he presents the evidence of what he's declared, and then, and only then, do you know. So I learned then how the wind would sound after these things should be. So believe it, and let that beautitude be pronounced upon you. You have not seen and yet believed. You haven't had the experience, but believe one who has had the experience. I am not theorizing, I am speaking from experience. And a truth which man knows from experience, he knows more thoroughly than he knows anything else in this world. Or that he can know that or, let's see, then he can know that same truth in any other way. You know it tonight because you believe me. I hope you do. But you don't know it to the extent you will know it after these things should be in you when you experience it. So I tell you, no matter what you hear from others, if they experience it, they will duplicate what you've heard from this platform tonight. If they have not had the experience, it will speculate from now to the end of time and might be persuaded and try to convince you of the reality of their speculation. So it's entirely up to you. I'm not theorizing. So... What shall I give you? The last question, or the last one is, let it now be fulfilled. What fulfilled? The promise you made to David, my father. And that is what you bring out of him a son, and the son will be your son, and you will be that son's father. Let it now be fulfilled. That comes from the very top of your skull, Resh. Before that is fulfilled, you have to come out of the back of the skull, Quoth. And so you are the Abraham when it happens, and you are a hundred years old, though in the body you are but fifty. The hundreds is quoth, and the symbol is the back of the skull. 
Out of you come and you are born and you see the symbol of your birth. The next one is explosion from Rush, the top of the skull. And that which comes out is David and he's your son. So here we are in the spirit of Christmas a week from tomorrow. The whole vast Christian world will celebrate the birth of Christ. And I wonder what proportion of an nth part of 1% will really know the story. They've been taught it, but may I tell you they've been taught it erroneously. They're now making some great caravan to go off to Jerusalem to find the birthplace. He wasn't born there at all. To find where they put him in some sepulchre, and he wasn't born there at all. To find where they put him in some sepulchre, and he wasn't buried there at all. Yes, that was repeated. It is God who became man that man may become God, and he's buried in man's wonderful human skull. That's where he's buried, and it's from there that he will be resurrected. There's no other place in the world from which he'll be resurrected. He's resurrected right out of your own wonderful skull. The whole drama takes place there, and so every word of scripture is literally true in the depths of the soul. But not on the level where now man finds himself in the world of Caesar. Now let us go into the silence. Okay, so there is a question and answer section, but I'm not going to read those anymore because uh, a lot of the questions are often inaudible. But when you download the uh, lecture, if you go to the resource page on my blog and uh, you download the lecture, then you'll be able to re read the question and answer section. Now, I am still um, working on getting everything edited and the lectures formatted correctly and, you know, edited. Um, because when they're transcribed, they're not um, pulled from other sources. They're not necessarily uh, formatted and edited correctly. So if you go to the resource page of my blog to download the lecture, edit, and if it is not there, just check back periodically. I am uploading uh, right now about three lectures per week. Uh, so eventually, all 400 of Neville's lectures will be up on my um up on my blog, the resource page of my blog. So thank you so much for joining me for today's uh, episode. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Uh, what is the next one? The next one is on the book of Revelation from 1963. All right. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye.